This is an OSV Podcasts production. To learn more about OSV Podcasts Network, visit osvpodcasts.com. FIG Ministry presents the Catholic Influencers Podcast. Join me, Alyssa Aegis, and my co-hosts, Father Rob Gallia and Justine Cumbo, as we break open the upcoming Sunday Mass readings and discuss relevant topics and life issues from a Catholic perspective. For a shorter, more reflective explanation of the Gospels, be sure to check out our sister podcast, Catholic Influences, Father Rob Gallia Homilies. Ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of the Catholic Influences podcast. It's great to be with you. G'day. Hi. <laughs> G'day. Hey. Greetings from Australia. Australia. <laughs> Australia. Say it with me now. Australia. Australia. Well, words are mispronounced, like Melbourne. In Melbourne. America, Melbourne, M- Melbourne, Canberra, oh uh, yeah, Canberra, Canberra, <laughs> Canberra. <laughs> what else? What else? Sydney, Brisbane, Brisbane, Brisbane. Brisbane. Yeah. So yeah, we uh, very interesting how we pronounce things. Uh, yeah. We're a special species, <laughs> we are, Australia. Right? <laughs> we are. We pronounce things differently. We don't have the R. We don't pronounce the R. Stray, Straya. No, that's the pronouncing there. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Not I, where I thought this podcast was going to go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, uh, no. Well, well, I'm, I have a lot of American friends and they say, oh, you live in Melbourne. What? Yeah, Melbourne. <laughs> so, Melbourne. Melbs. Hey, okay. Here's an interesting question for you. Do you have a habit that you wish you didn't have? Ooh. Uh-huh. You can go first. <laughs> My habit... Look, this is I'm I'm torn on this because I love food, but my habit is snacking. Yeah. When okay. I'm bored, I snack. When I'm happy, I snack. When I'm stressed, I snack. I snack. When I'm anxious, I, sh- I snack. <laughs> like it's just in between podcasts. Seriously, yeah, I snack. We just had a packet of salt and vinegar chips, <laughs> and I pretended I didn't want them, but I wanted. No, them. no, really, no, no. I'm <laughs> pulling it from my hands, staring at them. Stop looking at me. <laughs> Yes, I reckon snacking is my bad habit. Well, habit that I wish I'd bad habit. I was sitting literally singing that. Well, how is it? How's sing it? A bad habit, sleep till late. Yep, I'm not going to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a bad. I have a several bad habits, but I think the worst is biting my nails, and I don't even know I'm doing it. You know, like I bite my nails, and uh, especially when I'm nervous. Um, I know I'm tired when I play with my hair, <laughs> but that's uh, does I worry less about. But biting my nails sometimes it's. Um, it doesn't look good anyway. I wish I'm I, a nail biter as well. When I was little, I used to bite them like to the point where they were gone. And my mum used to say to me, when you grow up and you get famous and you're going to play the piano, no one's going to want to look at your ugly fingers. <laughs> um, <laughs> get work? out of the house. <laughs> look, it didn't work. I, I have like the fake nails on. So I don't bite them, but I would if I could. Oh, wow. You can I, buy that now, Polish. Well, I bite it. I, then I, I, I dislike work. it for like one hour and then I'm eating it anyway. So yeah. Yeah. I remember on um, one of my first dates with my boyfriend, his nails Ooh, looked you really... you have a boyfriend. <laughs> um, he had really shiny nails. And I was like, in my head, I was like, and his polished. nails painted. <laughs> <laughs> and when you know nothing about someone and like anything that they give you, you're building this character yeah, profile yeah, yeah, in your yeah. head. I was like, does he get his nails done? But then he later told me it's that thing because he also has a bad habit of biting, of biting nails. nails. So it's, but yeah, I wow. just bite through it. Anyway. 
<laughs> on that note, <laughs> comment to us. Tell us your bad habits. I if they're appropriate. Make us feel of better about ourselves. <laughs> do you have Do you have bad habits? Comment Comment below. Let us know. Send us an email. Podcast at bad habits. No. <laughs> podcast, podcast at, at fijministry.com. Yeah, we'd we'll love be to hear about it. And your feedback about the podcast overall, but not to. Of course, we're more than this. Let's say a prayer <laughs> as we begin <laughs> to reflect on God's word. God wants to speak to you today, and He is going to speak to you today. Just uh, pray. Let's pray for open hearts. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we just invite you into this time that we get to spend together. We thank you so much for this opportunity that we get to continue to travel through Lent as we approach Holy Week. We just are so grateful for this opportunity to break open your word, and we pray that we would all have open hearts wherever we are in the world, whatever time of day it is, that we would have open hearts as to how you're speaking to us through this podcast. Amen. 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 Okay, so let's um, just hear a word from one of our sponsors. This Catholic Influencers podcast is sponsored by Modern Grace. Modern Grace is a unique online Catholic gift store with a beautiful faith-inspired collection of gifts and homewares to bring into your life and to share with your family, friends and faith-filled community. Stocking everything from liturgical planners, rosaries, inspiring reads, sacramental gifts, Catholic homewares, a children's collection of toys, wraps and teethers, and FRG ministry merchandise and more. Modern Grace introduces Catholic gifts which add value to your faith life for any occasion. Discounts available for stocking church piety stores, conferences and events. Just contact us online for more information. So check out their range at moderngrace.com.au and follow them on Facebook and Instagram. So this week we are going to focus on breaking open the opening gospel. And if you're familiar with the Palm Sunday um, service, there's also a longer passion gospel. Um, Yes, so this is the introductory. So when you're walking into the church, as soon as you walk into the church, you're welcomed with this gospel. And so we're going to reflect on on that today. Amazing. So this uh, gospel comes from Matthew chapter 21, verses 1 to 11. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethpage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to daughter Zion, see your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey and on a colt, the fowl of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed him shouted, Hosanna to the Son of David! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest heaven! When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? The crowds answered, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. 
again a beautiful scene a beautiful scene of the humanity of 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 the disciples of the people of the generosity and i'd, I'd say a couple of key words here in this is is one is the extravagance of worship it's just like unbelievable if you would have imagined the scene now this was of course prophetic because this was already happened in the bible in 2 kings 9 13 it's the the people saw the prophet jehu coming in and they threw um, their cloaks in front of him as well it was the same and so they were acknowledging him as this prophet and so they uh, but it in an extravagance you can just imagine it wasn't just someone walking over it was a donkey walking over that could poop on it and so it was the floor was muddy and dirty and and i always imagined this for somehow is that the, at this point the disciples would have been more in love with jesus than ever more in love with jesus mm. than ever and and they needed this love because they they were going to go through hell just very shortly. And so um, I just imagine them, you know, like initiating this, like mm -hmm. triggering the crowd and, and putting it in, in front of, of Jesus because sheer, out of sheer love for Jesus. So that's one extravagance. And then the second is worship. And we see several episodes in the scripture of extravagant worship. And two of my favorite extravagant worship moments are this, this moment, Hosanna, when they threw all their cloaks on the floor um, for him. But also the, the woman, um, Martha, I think it was, who drew, broke open the alabaster jar. Yeah. Again, the extravagance. And this is how our, our response towards God should be. It should be extravagant. It should be extraordinary. Mm -hmm. And the word extravagance means over the top and seemingly unnecessary. Was it necessary for them to throw the, their cloaks on the floor? Couldn't they have? just shouted hosanna but it was unnecessary and that's what made it extravagant yeah and i guess the reason they were so extravagant with their worship was that they recognized that he was a king um, and jesus does something here he really proclaims his kingship in such a symbolic way that they had no doubt that he was the king so i guess up until this point We've read through all the Gospels that Jesus had kept his identity as the Messiah pretty quiet in, in public settings. And this is the, the first time that he makes his claim as the Messiah explicit in a very public way. Now, we see in this gospel that Jesus requested a donkey. This was pretty unusual because Jewish pilgrims would normally um, enter Jerusalem on foot and Jesus had never ridden on an animal before. But he had a very specific purpose in mind here. Um, this was actually to fulfill a prophecy in the book of Zechariah, chapter 9, verse 9, it says that one day the Messiah King would enter Jerusalem on a donkey. And so Jesus enters Jerusalem this way to show that he's fulfilling this prophecy. He doesn't really have to say anything, but by the fact that he's on that donkey, the people would have jerried and they would have been like, yeah, this is a king. But what he does as well here is that he also shows them that this is he's not the king that they were expecting. Mm -hmm. We've read so many times and we've discussed this before that they were expecting this big majestic king um, that was going to overthrow everything. But what Jesus does here, he enters on this donkey, humble, very, very low, very meek. Um, and as soon as they recognize Jesus is the king, that's when it their actions it turns to worship and they start to honor him like a king yes and that he wasn't the king of the world but king of their hearts that's what he wanted mm. to be for those of you who are ready to comment and saying because you said Alyssa, that he never rode on a donkey or rev never rode on an animal he never did it publicly he never did it to declare anything but in all probability he did so Thank we're you. just acknowledging that because <laughs> um, even the stories of mary going to elizabeth and then the donkey in the end ex exile into jerusalem into egypt probably did ride on a donkey but um certainly never Never yes. to give a message, never to give a proclamation. Just anticipating messages. <laughs> <Yeah. that might come. laughs> I can blame my commentary. It's all good. 
I mean, I don't mean to be the downer in this trio, but I feel like um, maybe it's just because I've been to Palm Sunday Mass my whole life, but I can't hear this reading without kind of um, automatically thinking ahead to mm-hmm. the passion reading. And yes. it's like I can't be present in this Palm Sunday moment because I think the weight of what is to come and the weight of now these people, the, their reactions doing a 180 flip, just that's what strikes me the most and pierces my heart the most. And it's like in this moment, you know, what could go wrong? Like, as you say, they're giving mm. Jesus the highest of worship and, you know, everyone is jubilant and everyone is having these, you know, revelation moments. And yet two days later, these are the very same people that are saying crucify him. Mm-hmm. These are the very same people that are saying, no, no, give us Barabbas. We want Barabbas over um over Jesus. And so, um, yeah, to me, I just find it really confronting. And I think um, it's a, just a bit of a, a lesson or a teaching point for me that following Jesus is is so much more than just being carried away uh, in the emotion in an exciting moment, that often we can get lost up in that. But following Jesus requires a deep um, rooted belief, a deep rooted commitment that even in the face of challenge says, yes, I will follow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, today it's so easy for us to sit on this couch and easily talk about our love for Jesus and that he's our Lord and Savior. But, but how about next week? How about when yes. no one's listening? How about when we're on our own? How about mm-hmm. when my faith comes into challenge? Absolutely. You know, and I think that, um, you know, that's a really important question to be asking ourselves this week. Yes. And also, I like, and that's a beautiful distraction in a sense because this is what the context in which this gospel should be reading when you're standing there and you're standing and you're listening to the gospel at the beginning of mass this is always in the sight of the gospel that's going to be read during the time of the gospel which is the passion and this was the distraction in a sense in the mind of jesus at the time he knew he was going to his death he knew that these people were the ones that were going to kill him he knew that this was not something to to be held on to and i also think that this is a beautiful life lesson of humility as well when even when good things happen it's not to look at a sense of condemnation but for example when i i stand on a stage 10,000 whatever people and I'm talking to people and they applaud you they standing uh, ovation and whatever they're just praising you how good you are but at the end of the day if you actually knew like you said um, your sinfulness you actually knew the context of things that you're not going to take this standing ovation with you you're not going to take these compliments with you at the end of the day it's it's taking them to the cross it gives you a sense of humility and again the same in Jesus life you know he was going through this moment he appreciated this moment he loved this moment because he loves he dwells on the praises of his people so he did uh, take it in but at the same time it was this beautiful humility knowing that he was receiving this praise on to a place where he didn't want to go Mm. And so this was a bittersweet moment. It would have been very bittersweet for him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and I think this is, um, and, and, but also what does it say for the people who did worship, like you were saying, you know, um, it, it, there was this action, but, you know, it was, it was true worship for those at that moment yeah. at, in that time. And sometimes, yes, we betray God. Yes, we sin. But it doesn't mean that our praise and worship wasn't authentic at the time. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, wasn't a hypocritical worship. It might have been a superficial worship, but not necessarily hypocritical. And, and I, I can tell you that it wasn't, in a sense, super. It wasn't hypocritical because there were three things in this action. And there was the first there was the action, the pouring out of extravagance, you know, the, 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 the action of, of generosity. So that's number one. 
Um, and again, in our worship, are we generous in our worship, in our time, in our presence, in what we give and, wh- and how we serve others? The second was the praise, the words, Hosanna in the highest. Now, if it's just words with no action, then, you know, it's, so it's not only superficial, but it's, it's, um, it's non-existent. Okay? It's just, it, it doesn't make sense. It's hypocritical. And then the third one was that it always led to the proclamation of the word. They understood him, not as God. They, no one in the crowd said, you are God. No one in the crowd said, what what Peter said, that you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. None of them said that. They were saying words that were praising a prophet. They were praising him not for being God. They were praising him for being a man of God. Mm-hmm. And so there was a big difference. Now did Jesus say, oh my goodness, I can't believe you, you're praising me for this. No, he received that because that's what they understood him to be. That's all they had to give him. And that's what they gave him with all of their hearts. So it was an authentic worship, but they didn't grasp the moment they really didn't grasp the moment maybe more than many of us would would have done in in that moment but they didn't fully grasp what was in front of them yeah i was just going to say as well that this response of the crowd um it kind of gives us this foretaste of what the joy of heaven's going to be like um what was i going to say <laughs> hmm the crowd basically worshipping Jesus. We're going to see this when Jesus comes back to fulfill his um, heavenly kingdom. Um, and I mean, what are some ways that we can experience that in our lives today as, as we're sitting here on this couch, as we're going to go off out into our lives? Sometimes we can experience these moments where we feel like we have this glimpse of heaven where perhaps maybe our one of our prayers is answered in a really tangible way and we just definitely know that it was God or maybe mm. someone we know experiences a healing or someone we know we're praying for their conversion and they experience his conversion. Maybe some of us haven't experienced that and if that's you, that's okay because you can just go to Mass and experience it every single day because just as the crowds welcome Jesus into the holy city and they're crying out, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Where do we hear these words? We hear these words in the holy, holy at Mass as we prepare to welcome Jesus in the Eucharist. I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> it is pretty cool. <laughs> just a it little, pretty, you know, and, just a little song. Yeah, and uh, I think also like this, um, uh, one of the things that struck me in the scripture is that Jesus used a password, you know, passwords weren't invented for the internet, <laughs> but he used a, a password to, to get the donkey. It's interesting that he, um, for, he must have planned ahead. He must have sent him. He said, hey, I'm going to come in on the Passover, the last time he was in Jerusalem, and saying, hey, when I give you these words, that, is, that means you give us the donkey. And so this person um, said the words, the one of the apostles, and they, without question, handed him the, the, the donkey. So it's interesting that Jesus used code words. And, and in fact, the first Christians and then continued to use passwords and code words. So you know what the biggest code word was to enter into a building during the persecution? The fish? The creed. The, the creed. Oh. The creed. So it was, and then the fish, the ictus as well, after the resurrection, yes, became the, the sign of, of, so you know how they would do it? We, they went to Jerusalem. So if they would meet each other, um, say, and they had a suspicion that one was a Christian, they'd put their foot in the sand and they'd draw half a fish. Mm-hmm. If the other was a Christian, they'd draw the other half. Yeah, if it yeah. wasn't, if they didn't draw the other half, they realized that they weren't a Christian. So they would recognize the other person as a Christian is, um, through the ictus, the fish. And that's why wow. sometimes the bumper stickers have our ictus the proclaiming, proclaiming learn, that we're a Christian. You can learn more about this at, through our encounter courses, St. Paul.
Yes. I reckon we should bring that back. How cool would that be? Mm. Like, I mean, you could just ask them, but how cool would it be if yes. you brought that back today? You know, when you think, oh, you must be a, a Christian. Or- and that's why, like, when I see a cross or crucifix or someone wearing that, I, mm. I often, even at the gym, I, I say, hey, how are you a Christian? Um, and especially in America, so more so than Australia. Um, and, and people just recognize, uh, are happy mm. to talk, because talk about Jesus when they show the symbol of Jesus. Yeah. I think it's something so beautiful. Yeah, it's very cool. It is Hosanna. Hosanna, what does Hosanna mean? Save us. Save us. Yeah, what, I wonder what they were saying, like save us from heaven or save us from the Romans, save us. Did they mm. really understand who he was? I have these questions. Like, you know, there are so many scripture scholars, even as we're studying for this, one would say one thing, one would say the other. So it could be taken in several ways, you know, that Hosanna, save us, is taken from the psalm, you know, just say, save us, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, again, acknowledging the prophet that was in front of them. But also, if they, if they praised him not as a prophet, but as a Messiah, then they misunderstood it because they were t- thinking that he was to save them from, from the, the Roman oppression. If it was a prophet, then I think they were accurate. If it was as a, um, uh, as, as a messiah, I think they were mistaken. For those who we've just confused. <laughs> sorry, I'm just sorry. Just delete the last 30 seconds. <laughs> Jesus loves you. <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, I encourage you also to read the scripture. Read it, read the Passion as well that's coming. We didn't have, we didn't chose not to do the Passion this time, we did it last time. But um, yeah, read through the Passion. This is a beautiful week, a time where we, um, even the priests like prostrate on the floor, they're just uh, uh, throughout the later in the Holy Week and just so much beauty and humility happens in worship to extravagance of worship. So really prepare yourself, brace yourself. And even just saying this here, our Holy Week retreat, which we'll talk about at the end of the mm-hmm. podcast. Let's hear a word from our sponsors. Pray with the gospel readings every day of the year with Sacred Space, the prayer book 2023. The text of each day's gospel passage is included along with points of reflection and a prayer theme for the entire week. Put together by the Irish Jesuits, Sacred Space, the prayer book, is a wonderful way to immerse yourself in prayer using the principles of Ignatian contemplation. Find Sacred Space, the prayer book, 2023 at com or wherever you buy your Catholic books. So in light of this week's gospel, we thought for this week's reality check, let's talk about inspiring others to worship. We saw in this gospel the disciples um, threw their cloaks on the floor. They inspired other people to treat Jesus as the king that he was. And so how can we inspire others to worship in our lives? I'm going to give you three ways to do this. Number one, let your joy be contagious because it will spark curiosity. So let the way that you live your life be a reflection of your faith. Let it shine through in absolutely everything that you do. Let it guide your actions, guide your decisions. Eventually, people are going to start to see and think, hey, why doesn't she do this? Why does he do this? Um, If you're not sure how to do this, ask God to help you radiate his joy. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess when people start to see that positive impact that your faith has 
on your life, they're going to start to question their own relationship with God. I want what she has. Give mm-hmm. me what she yes. has. And I case in point, when we had this opportunity, it was a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, when we had Ash Wednesday, right? Mm. And um, one of the things that we do is we put the ashes on our head and then immediately after we wipe it off. Mm-hmm. But like I always encourage our parishioners and a lot of people do to keep the ashes on because people will think you're weird, you're crazy. They ask <laughs> yeah. you, excuse me, sir, you have um, some dust on your face. <laughs> I definitely got some looks, that's yeah. for sure. I went around. to a night mess, so... <laughs> That's not fair. Look, it wasn't planned. <laughs> I saw I saw a meme as well saying that uh, hey hey women single women this is the time to look for all your Catholic um, <laughs> single men they're all gonna come out. <laughs> you Jesus is marking them for you. <laughs> Love it. So let your joy be contagious and let your faith shine through in everything that you do. Number one. Number two. Use your platform to share your personal experience. So. If people hear how your life's been transformed by Jesus and your faith, this can also inspire them to look at their own faith journey. Now, you can share this with your family, with your friends, your work colleagues, on social media, with the greater community. It can really be literally anybody, even at the beautician. Today I was getting a facial and um, the beautician was asking me questions about her daughter was going to school and she was saying her daughter was starting to ask, ask questions about Jesus and I was kind of like I'm getting a facial but no look it was it was a really great conversation to be able to to share my faith with her as well um if people hear it firsthand it's really powerful again it can be really scary to do this um we can sometimes be afraid of what people will think or if they're going to judge us and if that's you again there's just like you can pray for God to ask to help you to radiate his joy pray for courage to be able to share your experience with whatever platforms that you have. And then number three, literally invite people to worship with you. You could maybe invite someone to Mass if they've never been before, maybe explain a little bit beforehand. Um, invite someone to a prayer group, a live event, retreat, conference. It can even be as simple as playing a worship song in your car. Invite um, them to the online retreat. Yes, invite them to the Holy hey, Week retreat. That's a great idea. That starts on Palm Sunday. It's a free retreat, frgministry.com forward slash events. So many great sessions for you to join in. I dare Mm. you. That's your challenge. Invite someone to the Holy Week retreat. (laughs) And I was just going to add to that point as well. If there are people in your life who don't necessarily share your faith, um, you can, we can always be very quick to complain about that, but maybe think about the fact, have you actually invited them? Um, because I don't, people need that invitation. So don't be scared to invite someone to any event, but in particular, our Holy Week retreat. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So make sure you join us for the Holy Week retreat. I'll repeat that again, um, frgministry.com forward slash events. That's right. And they can register there. It's free. Anyone can attend. It's um, uh, This time we're, move, we're shifting from Zoom to um Alyssa will be able to explain that. FRGministry.com forward slash events. All the details are going to be emailed to you. It's very user-friendly. Sessions every single day, press sessions, rosary, divine mercy chaplet, all the Easter liturgies. We have your Holy Week sorted if you are unable to get to Mass. Yes. So also check us out at Catholic Influencers underscore on Instagram. Check us out on TikTok as well. You, um, you find us FRG Ministry on YouTube and uh, if you want more information about the ministry go to frgministry.com if you're able to support the ministry go to frgministry.com forward slash donate awesome we pray that you have a great week leading up to Holy Week and we will see you again next week God bless bye bye this has been a production of OSV Podcasts 
To learn more, visit osvpodcasts.com.